0: We're not gathering together in a building to meet today, but this morning, God wants to meet you wherever you are, wherever that might be in terms of geography, wherever that might be in terms of how you feel or what your situation is. God wants to meet you right there. I'm going to say some words of prayer to God and would invite you to join with me in the response, which is, we bless you. So let's pray. God of God, light of light, true God of true God, we bless you. God of new beginnings, hope of hope, as we reach for this new year, we bless you. God of joy, delight of delight, as we give thanks for all that is good, we bless you. And so we sing our opening song of worship, fullness of grace. lead you in prayer. Let's pray. Lord of hope, we give you thanks for a new day. We wake up to a new dawn gently lighting up the distant horizon and we lift our eyes to the hills looking for you because you are the source of our strength. Lord of hope, we give you thanks for a new year. We live in uncertain times but we arise today to the knowledge that your Son, our Lord, goes into this year ahead of us. Thank you for the hope that by his spirit we can be a new creation and we thank you that your generous offer of salvation holds good for everyone and it holds good for us as well. So Lord we bless you for new beginnings, you are the God of hope and we arise today turning our backs on past failures, past complaints, past grumblings, We want to jettison our narrow-minded assumptions and open our hearts to new possibilities with you. Open our hearts to to strengthen relationships with with family and with friends and with neighbours. Give us generous and compassionate hearts to reach out to them. And so, God of hope, for a new start, for a new year, for a new day, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, on your piece of paper, can I invite you to spend just a moment to, to draw or write your longings, your, your hopes for the coming year. And we're going to commit these to God. Having done that, can I suggest that you take your piece of paper and you place it inside your Bible just as a way of committing that to God and praying. Lord, I give you my hopes, my longings, my desires for this coming year in your goodness, in your mercy, in your time and in your way. And in your good purpose, would you bring about what is good for me and those for whom I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, take a moment to think about your fears and we're going to commit these to God as well. And we're going to write these down on the piece of toilet paper. Take just a moment to to give to God your fears and anxieties and express them by writing or drawing them again. Maybe you didn't take quite so long as I did. Maybe you haven't got as many fears and anxieties as I have. Having done that, uh, can I invite you just to pray and say, Lord, I give you my fears and my anxieties. And then taking the piece of paper, you're going to fold it in half and say, In the name of the Father. Fold it in half again, and say in the name of the Son, and in half again, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And you're not going to look at these anymore. You're going to get rid of them at the end of the service. Next time you lose them, use the loo. Just going to flush them away, and leave them with God. And now, having done that, having expressed our anxieties and fears and given them to God, we're going to turn and worship him, the God who is the same yesterday, today and forever, as we sing, O Christ, the same through all our stories pages.
1: Please allow me to lead you in a time of prayer. Loving Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the precious gift of prayer, that we can come boldly into your throne room through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We lift up to you the world that you have made and that you so dearly love. We cry out to you for those who have great need at this time, We pray for Christians in our land and throughout the world. We ask for help in times of restriction and isolation. We particularly pray for those who are persecuted and suffering because of their faith in you. We ask for your powerful presence and provision to be with your people. Grant them perseverance, endurance and strength. Heavenly Father, You sent your son to guide your people. You sent a star to guide the Magi to worship him. So we pray, send your Holy Spirit to guide Brighton Road Baptist Church and the wider church in Horsham and beyond into this new year. We know that this coming year will bring significant challenges and changes and we pray that you will help us to fix our eyes upon you. Place our trust in the scriptures you have graciously given and help us to encourage one another in our most holy faith, praying for each other daily. Creator God, we pray for your world. We pray for all those who are in positions of authority in our nation and in all nations. May those who govern be granted wisdom and strength. May their advisers give good advice. May the peoples look to you for their help in fear and trembling. In repentance and rest is our salvation. Grant us humility, we pray, in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. We humbly ask for help as we engage with the programme of vaccination nationwide and worldwide. In a moment of silence, we lift up the countries and peoples and leaders that are on our hearts at this time. Father God, your son lived among us, engaged with home, family and community life at Nazareth. We give thanks for his continued presence with us in our homes, our lives and communities. In all the pressures and stresses Guide us in our relationships with family and neighbours. We pray for those where family life or life at home is not a happy or easy place. We lift up those in our wider communities that give of themselves in service in a variety of ways. In caring and welfare, in education, administration, in protection and provision, Grant us the grace and ability to love and serve others as though we were loving and serving Christ. Compassionate God, we pray for all those who suffer in body, mind or spirit. May they know the presence of your Son alongside them and the power of the Holy Spirit within them, bringing peace and healing for them and help and encouragement for those caring for them at their time of need. In a moment of silence, we again lift up those who are on our minds and in our hearts at this time. Thank you, Jesus, that you have revealed to us that you are the resurrection and the life, and that we come to the Father only through you. Merciful Lord, grant to those who are coming to the end of their earthly journey, a grasping and embracing of this truth and hope in Christ. Minister to those who are grieving the loss of loved ones and grant them your comfort and peace. We pray all these prayers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the light and life of the world. Amen.
2: Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you
3: Good morning. Back in 1932, a carpenter from Denmark began making wooden toys. He named his company Lego, which means play well in Danish. In the late 1940s, they started making plastic interlocking bricks. Since then, generations have enjoyed building things with Lego bricks. They have resulted in movies, games and even six Legoland amusement parks. A few years ago, one advertising firm named Lego as the world's most recognized brand. It is estimated that since their beginning, over 6 billion Lego blocks have been produced. Individually, Legos are just pieces of plastic, but I might add, as you may well know, that if you step on them in the dark, in bare feet, it can be rather painful. Despite their basic design, The magic is the way they fit together. LEGO is designed to be connected. That is what those little raised circles are for. Together, those little pieces can be made into fantastic creations. Full scale models of cars, castles, aeroplanes, and spaceships have all been built from LEGO. It seems that LEGO can be put together to create almost anything individually they add a small piece of plastic. Together, they create something much bigger and much stronger. But bricks can also be used to build walls, put up barriers and divide nations, people or lands. As a body of people, we can work together to create something wonderful or we can work together to create barriers that isolate and divide. We live in a world that is increasingly divided. We come from different nations. We have different backgrounds. We share different customs. We create walls to divide us. Under cover of darkness on August 13th, 1961, a wire barricade was stretched across the middle of Berlin. It ended up as a concrete wall 28 miles long and became one of the most controversial boundary lines of the 20th century. To us, it is known as the Berlin Wall. It was a symbol of the border between East and West. After the wall was built, a minefield was placed on the East side, not to keep people from entering the side, but to keep people from leaving it. The wall itself was a symbol of something much bigger, different ideologies that separated those in the East to those in the West. But what are walls today? Maybe a few thoughts will come to your mind as we go further on. You see, walls exist everywhere, internal ones and external ones, to keep others out and maybe to keep God out. You see, most people want to belong somewhere or to someone or to something. They like to know they're part of something. And that's why peer pressure is such a powerful force. Peer pressure is especially strong when you're young, but it controls us even when we are grown up. Do you remember how it was in school? Only the sports kids were seen as the cool kids. If you didn't fit in, you didn't belong. And that's how things are in this world. If you don't fit in, you're not accepted. You don't belong. There's a wall, a barrier between people, stopping us from taking part or being involved in something. But we need to remember that we do belong. Paul reminded the Gentile Christians of Ephesus that at one time they were alienated from the Commonwealth of Israel. They didn't belong until Jesus came along. Ephesians 2, 17 to 22. He came and preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. are being built together to become a dwelling in which the god lives by his spirit paul wrote this letter to the church of ephesus to remind them of who they were in christ and therefore to remind them of how they should be living their lives paul was writing to them to overcome this division between jews and gentiles within the church john thirteen thirty five. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love for one another. He had spent considerable time teaching and preaching. Ephesus was the capital of the Roman province of Asia. It had a lot of different people there, all from around the world, whether they were slave or free, Jews or Gentiles. In the Jewish mind, there were only two groups of people in the world, Jews and Gentiles, those who belonged and those who didn't. Even though there are many diverse communities in the UK, there are some things many of us have in common. The main thing that binds most of us this morning as a church is that we're all Christians. We are believers in Jesus Christ. At some point in your life, you heard the truth and you gave your heart to God. When that happened, you received the Holy Spirit and you received it in your heart. Paul reminds us here that as Christians, we are united because of one spirit. The same Holy Spirit that filled me in the mid-90s is the same one that touched you. That spirit unites us. He tells us in Ephesians 2.18, for through him we have access to the Father by one spirit. We believe that Jesus Christ paid for our sins on the cross, and because of that, we all have access to God the Father. We share that common belief, no matter the differences. Look at those who surrounded Jesus. A tax collector, a physician, a fisherman, a woman who, who was a prostitute and at one time even possessed with demons. Some were poor, some were wealthy, some were very energetic, while others were, were passive. Some were explosive like Peter, others like James were, well they were a bit more logical. The first followers were all very different. What they had in common was their connection with Jesus. Likewise, the church in Ephesus was a very diverse bunch, made up of Jews and Gentiles from all over the Roman world, who had made that place their home. Paul wrote to them saying, we are united by more than just belief. We are united in fellowship. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We belong to the same family. We are part of of one church. Ephesians two nineteen and twenty says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens, with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus as his cornerstone. This quote's is from Isaiah fifty seven nineteen Jesus came to all, both those who were close by and those who were far from him. Jesus came preaching peace. We can construct walls that isolate and insulate us. When we break down the walls, God comes into our lives and we can see others as he does. I'd like to look at the disciples just for a minute, and take the example of taxes. You see, Jesus chose a tax collector who gathered taxes, a fisherman who unhappily paid taxes, and zealots who, well, basically opposed the taxes. In spite of the differences, they became an empowered, effective force for God. God is spirit, and God is eternal, but God, in his grace and love, clothed himself in human flesh and lived the life, becoming humanity's redeemer, so that all who believe in his name might not perish, but have forgiveness of sins and everlasting life. Jesus was the one who preached the message of peace, peace with God and peace with each other. Jesus tore down the barriers that prevented peace. This is where our passage from Ephesians comes into play. Paul writes, Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated and a stranger, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So we need to remember what we have in Jesus, because if we don't, we might drift away from his love, and that would not be a good thing. I'd like to close with a verse from Colossians. It can be found in Colossians 3, verse 15. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Amen.
4: The Lord
2: bless you and keep you.
3: The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you.
2: The Lord turn His face towards you
1: and give you peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.
4: the power of wind in his hand where winds and hurricanes can destroy the land electricity sky